Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Episode 32, Season 6 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. Hiya. Right. Uh... David, we had some since we last spoke on the pod, um, pod before last. We've actually had some football. Amazing! It's a it's a welcome return, I have to say. Um, I, I you know after not wanting the football, I want it finished. Clearly, this is uh, going to carry on with uh, without the fans for some while and into next season. So, um, hell, you know, let's let's get on with it. Sound on or sound off? Atmosphere, reason, well, when, when you asked me before, I said I, I, I didn't want to... But I actually do very much prefer it with the sound on. Yeah. So I started listening I started listening to it with... I think the first was, the first, was it Sheffield United against um, Villa. Villa against Sheffield United a week ago. Um, I started watching it with the atmosphere on. And then I completely forgot there was an option um, that, uh, that had no atmosphere and um, for what it's worth I think the atmosphere actually is a decent effort I think I think that, I think they've done a good job and it, and it does it does feel slightly more authentic feel to it yeah um, having said that I think the last few games I've, I've just gone to no atmosphere whatsoever because that's also authentic in in for what it is which is basically no crowd um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also the odd hope that I might, you know, c- catch the odd expletive or thing that you might not normally hear, or, or some instruction being shouted out by the coaching staff, or that sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's good. I suppose it's good that it was the unknown a week ago, um, yes. and we've had we've had some some matches since then. Um, United was very much um, you know, first game. How's, how's it going to be? But now we've. I think we've. It's fair to say we've we've got our feet um, under the table, and we're sort of hopefully, maybe, starting to build some momentum. And and, and the players have hopefully got a, got a feel for it. We got off to a win yesterday against West Ham, um, London derby without <laughs> spectators, without the the atmosphere. Um, were there any standout performances? For, um, yesterday's match for you players generally yeah, team yeah yeah most certainly a team really um i don't think anyone had a particularly bad game delhi might have been a little quiet but he was okay he was fine um i, I lacelso's pretty much most people's man of the match i still slightly side with my good old favorite sissoko he tirelessly working without a great deal of credit tirelessly covering for people always pointing always arranging sorting out covering it's it's, it's never ending um he's, he's a real trojan out there um uria i thought he had a pretty good game my only bit of upset was towards the end when i think we were two nil up and he tried a little ball around the corner being a bit cocky which is which is a problem for him he just has that little bit of cockiness um and, and it just stopped doing it that's when we brought winks on because we didn't want anybody to be doing silly things like that. Just keep it and move the ball around. And that worked perfectly. It was a perfect sub. And Winks did what was asked of him. Didn't ask him to play the 40-50 yard through ball. We didn't want it. All we wanted to do, keep the ball from them. And that he did. Yeah, I th- thought it was a... And, and I'm going to keep going, I suppose. But the two centre-backs, again, looked yeah. very, very assured very assured I'm really impressed and and I'm surprised to see that I believe that Mourinho's um, tactics and and ways are are starting to build into the team Um, there's definitely a more uh, defensive uh, attitude towards the players of being steady rock solid and and they are doing that Dyer said he wanted to play centre-back he's been given the choice uh, and the chance 
and uh, he's showing he can do it, um, and, and he's doing really well next to Sanchez. Very good. Actually, I, I, I want to discuss that actually in um, in further in a bit. We've got a couple of questions on that, and 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 and, and I think there's, there's a lot to be said about Eric Dyer, particularly given given that before it's fair to say that before the um, the, the the lockdown or the pause of football um, that. He was getting a lot of stick, um, so there were a lot of people talking of his talking talking of his chances of um, of having a career at Spurs and 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 you know perhaps his best days behind him. We'll, we'll park that for a minute and come back to it. Um, the goals yesterday, um, the first one, the one well actually no, the one that was let's let's talk about the one that was disallowed, Sonny's goal. That's a little bit harsh. I mean, surely that, that's the thing that really annoys me about VAR, which is, yes, it was offside. VAR did its job. Um, there's no doubt about that. But it shouldn't... It's it's bringing in a degree of accuracy that we don't really need. I mean, we're talking about a, a, you know, a few centimetres here and there. Whereas yeah. in the past, it, it, that would be down to the discretion of the linesman. Um, and he would he would make a call, um, and ah, it just it, I found it really annoying. Yeah, um, you and many others. I mean, you you were relatively against VAR. Me, uh, uh, I was for it. Um, I, I'm I'm willing to hold my hands up and say, well, you know, I'm happy to review. It. I'm happy if if the fans will be able to vote, whether we have it or not. Um, I'm happy to go with either side, but most certainly it needs to be reviewed quite considerably. Um, you're absolutely right. We don't know at what moment the ball starts travelling off the foot. There is a plus or minus to that. And when it's when it's about, well, they said it's about an inch to inch and a half is all he was off. Um, we then have to discuss really what part of the body it is. I mean, maybe that should be reviewed. Maybe it should just be feet. Um, and that's all you know it could be all sorts but I think the other side of it is it's got to be done a lot quicker as well this irritates the fans mm-hmm. um, you know you're just sitting there I, I, when I, when it, in, in live action I thought he was on I, I didn't even question it and it's only the size of the question it and I thought oh really and you look at it and think oh blimey that is tight but it was so tight I barely know how um, but then you see if the if the fans like yourself who, who don't want VAR and, and they're probably a majority if, if I read it right um, if they're happy to go with the referee's decision um, or linesman um, and, and as, as bad as that might be the bloke could be a yard off but it goes you, you've got to accept that if that's where we're going to go back to you've got to accept every now and again I mean we had one a couple of seasons ago I think our player was five yards in his own half is this Jan yeah I mean, thinking off. yeah maybe I can't remember who it was now yeah but we were five yards inside our own half and it was given offside yeah and, and this is what VAR was you know oh we've got to have VAR I mean I don't know I mean who knows what the linesman was looking at at the time he wasn't looking at the line that's for sure yeah and we had, we had, there was one if you recall of, I think the season before last that Harry Kane's um, goal against Chelsea in the first leg of the League Cup semi final that went in our favour and that was really that was a really one that was really close to call and I, I remember um, the Chelsea manager whose name escapes me ex manager and we've had a lot of ex managers to be fair, um, the, the the chain smoking chap. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it, it's bugging me now. Yeah, I know he's at Juventus. I can picture him. I can picture the <laughs> chain smoking. Um, anyway, um, he was, you know, complaining about it. Um, and if I'm honest, I mean, I think it was perfectly legit. legit but that was also very much a close decision. I, th- I think with... I, I've just taken the view with, with VAR. I can see it's not going to go anywhere. That's like, you know, I can't see... Um, the authorities getting rid of it, but I just think it needs to be modified, and I think the offside de- decisions um, there needs to be a little bit of scope. There needs to be a bit of margin, margin of error um, that favours the the attacker. Um, yeah. If it's a few centimetres here and there offside, really, I mean that's not that's that's something that that a computer can pick out. You know, of, of, ca- of camera technology can pick out. It's not something the human eye can pick out, and I think it's just bringing that degree of accuracy which 
it's a little bit silly, but Maurizio Sarri. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I like to think with all this going on with with the virus and no fans, and I said last podcast that I'd like to think the clubs would appreciate the fans a bit more. And I know that's being naive, but you know we, we are needed in the ground, and if the fans generally really don't like VAR or just not the way it's playing you know maybe they should be listened to again and maybe we mm. should remove it again and see where we go and, and trial it an improved version while we have another season without it or something um, I don't know but it's clearly irritating fans endlessly it came up again for the goal the first goal that we that, that was given um, the handball um, yeah. I think it was was it Surge possibly I can't I can't recall and um, no it was Davinson that was, that was okay. and and um, that, uh, West Ham felt a little bit hard done by I mean I think we deserve the win there's no doubt about that but I I think they might have a case there well they have in a, 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 Jamie Redknapp was right even though I think he enjoyed picking us out for it but uh, it it's odd the way the and, and John's got a question on that a little later as well but I'll, I won't go too far with it but um, it's a simple case that if an attacker handballs it that regardless of uh, on purpose or not it's disallowed but if a defender does then it's not the same thing it's not regard it, it, they are given a bit of leeway uh, it, you know, if he didn't mean it, you know, it's deemed no, he didn't mean it. It was a brush of the arm, I think. I think it's very difficult to detect. I think it probably was, um, and he didn't even know about it. He's trying to head it. His arms out the back of him, and it's brushed it. You know, and, and that's for me, it's like the VAR. You know, it's, we're starting to get to absolute fractions. Do we really? Is that what we want? I, I, I think it would be very harsh to have disallowed the goal. It's not to the rules. But it is to the spirit of the game, and I and I question the spirit there. That I think the goal was right to be given from the spirit point of view. Yeah, we had one that was, or oh, sorry, City, Man City had one that was disallowed um, against us, as I recall, at the start of the season. Um, a similar sort of incident. Is that right? Yeah. At, at, yeah. at, at, at the Etihad, I can't remember. Somebody handled it, and they they thought they they thought they won it, but. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to remember myself now. You're right. You're right. We've got to go back some while now, haven't we? Yeah, we were there. Um, yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a year ago. That's how far down, how how long this season has dragged. I, um, yeah. I was it deliberate? Maybe not. But um, I, I, I just don't get the inconsistent var. If somebody's he, he, looking he at cl- that, stop. He, clat- he clattered it in, didn't he? He ran yeah. into it. And yeah. it sort of hit his arm as it went in, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I, ju- I mean, I, pr- I presume somebody at Stockley Park has, has made a judgment call. It's not just looking at the video; they've made a judgment call and, and they're saying, "Well, is that deliberate or not?" Um, I would like to. One thing I would like is for the referee to be more involved. Yes. In the in the in the VAR process, um, yeah. and 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 for. For VAR to assist the referee, but to, but but ultimately to empower him to make decisions. I don't I don't think the decision making should be taken away from him to somebody in a studio somewhere else in a, in a different location. Um, what I'd like to know is, do they listen to Sky Sports in Stockley Park? They've got the televisions up. Have they got the, the commentary? Uh, are they listening to that? Cause well, wonder, you uh, would hope they wouldn't. Well, quite. I mean, we, we do know referees are not allowed their mobile phones in the change rooms. They don't have any TVs. So at half time, anything controversial, uh, if they're not already aware of it, they won't be aware of it coming in the second half. So the idea is, well, the referee's now going to have to balance it up after that cock up. Um, doesn't happen because the referees uh, and his assistants do not hear uh, or see anything. So the same should be of Stockley Park but I, I I don't know I do wonder sometimes because because of the heavy favouring um, and we watched MUTV for the Spurs game on Friday night um, <laughs> all the Manchester United uh, uh, attachments ridiculous and there oh well that's a penalty you know I thought well I wonder if they heard that and if that has any influence it's mm. a worry 
Yeah, you'd, in an ideal world, you'd like to think that that they are in a bubble and and not allowed to. But but you know, but, but we the fact is we don't know. You and I are speculating yeah. here, but it, yeah. it's it's um we, we, we don't know. Um, the second goal, which 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 was legit, and 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 I think you know to be honest, even at one 0 up, we we looked. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't see though. I couldn't see that they were going to score. But 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 as soon as we we did get that second one, I think nervous were eased somewhat. Um, Lamella started it off. Obviously, came on um, off the bench. Um, good play from him. Um, I think he put through Son and Son yep. put through First Kane time. and Kane finally scored. Um, good finish. I, oh, absolutely. Did you think he was going to miss? No, no, no. Well, there you are. And that's the confidence. I don't know. We, we have to... The media do it, really. The media pump us up saying, well, I think he's passed all these injuries and yeah, scored one. And, and here he is again. I mean, he, it, was a, it was a perfectly timed run, perfectly timed pass. So I knew where he was. Mm. All that was, was there again. And uh, Kane was actually looked like a bit of a whippet after it. No one was getting near him. Steadied himself, just gave the eyes, slotted it. I mean, it's absolute class, absolute class, um, and and the difference uh, once again. It's what we've come to expect from him um, yeah. in a Spurs and and England shirt over the years, and and I thought his overall performance was was a step up on on Friday night from 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 the last match on Friday. Um, he looks to be slowly regaining his sharpness. I think the fact that we don't have another game until. A week Thursday will be yeah. beneficial from him. I think it was it was good that he played again to get match, improve his match fitness and sharpness. But also, I think it's good now that we don't, um, you know, we'll get ample rest until the, until the next game. And for the fixtures after that, do concern me somewhat because we've got three after Sheffield United. We've got like three matches in 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 the space of um, uh, eight days or something like that. Yeah. Or, or less even um, that's a slight concern but well, you know, they'll jump off that pressure and come to it um, Mark Stoll says made to look good by a shower of shite or a decent performance from us in their cup final well I, it's horrible I hate it when people sit on the fence and in, in a sense I'm doing going to do it because it's a bit of both yeah. West Ham were awful they were dreadful um, a club you've got to remember I'm going to knock West Ham now um, and I don't really like knocking um, other clubs too much, but West Ham, I, I have a, a particular dislike of their owners, really. Not the fans, it's the owners um, that I dislike. And they spent £200 million the last two seasons just to stand still. And, and they really are in a, in a scrap now. And they really didn't offer very much. Antonio is a big lad. I mean, he scored the goal. Um, against us for their, our first loss at the new stadium um, went away on his galloping hobby horse uh, and he is a danger we, we, but our new back line seemed to handle him pretty well uh, the whole whole back line handled West Ham comfortably I, I put down, us down funnily enough for a 2-0 win yesterday um, as I did 1-1 funnily enough for the um, Friday so I got two scores right which is quite amusing because that 175 million we borrowed from the government Jav at 0.5% mm -hmm. I, I lumped on <laughs> for those <laughs> for those two scores we're doing very well um, but it, it, I never felt in danger I really did. there was always a danger always nervous but honestly I, I, for what is as, as Mark says a cup, their cup final and it is came to, came to us with nothing they turned up with a knife for a gunfight, and they were power, they were powder puff. Yeah. At the same time, we did what we needed to, and we did it very well. I, I, let's not get sort of too far ahead of ourselves. We're still feeling our way into it at a home game, which is like an away game because we haven't got the home fans. We're all trying to sort of get there. There isn't that adrenaline rush for all the players from that cheering and that, that um, stadium absolutely bouncing any stadium all teams we've all got to get used to this and that the, the, that part of the game um, where the, the players feed off the fans isn't there so you're not getting that so I, I consider that um, a, a bit of both I think we were I think we're really good uh, not at our best yet but I, I see very good signs of us uh, settling to um, a solid a solid block there of, of uh, players which are, are 
if you like dragging out the result but yeah West Ham let's not get too too excited because West Ham were just bloody awful I mean if this was a pre-season friendly which it's not there are points at stake then um, then it's we're doing exactly what you said we're we're, we're sort of Finding our finding our way and 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 getting our sharpness and 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 hopefully building up um, our match fitness and and game plan going forward. Um, the thing is, it's not a recent season friendly. There are points at stake, so we we also need to pick up results, and we did that yesterday. So I think we achieved both things. We we, we got the three points, excellent, and particularly as we, we only managed a point on. On Friday, which by the way could have could have been far worse, but it's quite conceivable we could have lost that game had it been before the lockdown when we didn't have the United game. That is, get when we didn't have you know the likes of Kane to Soko Son. So we, we got the result that we had to there. We got an even better result yesterday, and we're slowly, um, hopefully, uh, finding our way, um, which, which is which is all which is which is all good. Yeah, they were poor, but. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it's, well, it, the old saying: you can only beat what's put in front yeah, of you, and absolutely. that's what we did. Yeah. You could you could be really critical and say, well, we shouldn't shouldn't have left it so late for a second one. We we should have been a bit more squash buckling, a bit more um, cavalier. Not cavalier in the. I mean, this is a Mourinho team, so there's only only be so cavalier. But uh, yeah, we could have, you know, in an ideal world, you'd you'd, you'd like to think that we would have got a few maybe in the first half that that sort of thing but that's fine at the moment it's about it's about just getting those results um and and you know getting getting that sharpness strangely you mentioned about the crowd um but also the flip side of it is the fact there is no crowd means that the players aren't under any pressure um there isn't a situation where fans are feeling a bit well, we're not getting the results, or we don't like the football, and there's that sort of toxic atmosphere. It's actually a perfect um, environment for the players to go out there and just churn out the churn out the churn out the results. And, and I think that gives everybody at the club, from the manager down, a bit of breathing space um, to, to to arrive at a point going forward where we want where we want to be. And when you know when the crowds do come back, hopefully you know we're we're in a stronger. Um, stronger starting place, if you'd like. Strong, you know, if, yeah. if, if we're going out of the blocks, hopefully we, we can do so um, uh, quicker than, than than we have in the past. Um, question from John Stegles: He mentioned, so you mentioned earlier, Frederick's handball. Was Frederick's handball in the first half a penalty? Well, that's what I'm going to go back to now because of this ridiculous, and it's not a law; it's a guide. There's a guideline for this handball that uh, his wasn't handball, and it wasn't. I mean, it hit him, and it hit him on the elbow, but it was in front of his body. He turned his body because he was going to get smacked one. Um, and it, the guideline says that a defender, if he didn't mean to do it, and if his arms are not outside of his body, it's not handball. And that was perfect to that example uh, in the guidance. Whereas, if that had been an attacker doing exactly... If, he, if a player on the line had smashed it, uh, one of the defenders smashed it at the forward, he'd done exactly the same, turned himself, sort of had his elbow right in his body, and it hit his elbow and went in. That's no goal. Because an attacker, it doesn't matter, it's still handball. I don't understand why the guidance changes between an attacker and a defender. It does. And I want to see this change. This whole handball lark is, is being um, dragged into this mess like VAR is, uh, where we, we, all of us are not really sure, not very happy about it. And it's got to change. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I looked at that Fredericks one um, and I knew one he meant, John. And, and hi, John, because he said hi to me last week. So, mm-hmm. oh, you're well. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, for me, not a handball just as much as although it was a handball for Davinson um, I don't think in the spirit of it uh, that was handball he, he didn't see it um, and it brushed the back of him so there we are answer that okay um, let's talk about Dyer um, so we've got one two three questions on Eric Dyer Bef- before I dive into those questions I actually didn't expect any questions around I, 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 I when I was thinking about today's show yesterday and putting together a running order um, I, I, as a matter of course, I wanted to discuss Eric Dyer um, 
and as it was, we got a question from Ed Brand, and one from Gilly, and one from John Stegles <laughs> since yesterday. But let's before we jump to those questions, um, let's talk about his contribution in the last two games. Um, and also, is he is he the commanding centre back in the air that we, you particularly, have talked about in the past that we've been lacking? Well, I have to say, I think he is actually. I, I, what I've seen the last two games, he's been a, a, a real sort of leader at the back there. Anyway, he's been winning headers. Um, he's been vocal. Um, it looks as though he's been given I mean that's the thing with a manager you get an opportunity sometimes as a manager don't you if a player says to them look you know I'd like to do this and the manager says yeah okay why not give it a go and then you you go and the manager says well played you're there next week as well gives him an absolute boost and that's what he looks like that he's got the manager's absolute confidence remembering that we do know that uh, Mourinho did try to buy Dyer um, yeah. up at Manchester United now, how he would have used him up there I don't know but um, he certainly uh, is an admirer so yeah I I, I think um, at this moment uh, I've got a thumbs up hmm. I mean the thing with Dyer is when he started his career at centre-back um, when we signed him um, I seem to recall he played a f- he played a few games at right back as well, but it, but he was a centre back. He he then in that fifteen sixteen season moved into mid- midfield, and I remember at the start of that season raising a few eyebrows, and it's in it right at the very start of thinking, this is just we need a, a central we need a player in the centre of the park, a defensive midfielder, and we were linked with various players that some summer, one of whom was Wanyama, who we ended up buying the following summer. As it was, we didn't get anybody in. Pochettino played him in 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 a central midfield role uh, alongside Dembele for most of that season. I remember at the beginning just thinking, this is a square peg in a round hole. But actually, he he was he had a fantastic season that season. Um, and then I after that I just felt that he became he had a decent season the season after. He played a lot in a back three the following season, the sixteen seventeen season. Um, because obviously we 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 had by that point we signed Wenyama and we had Dembele, and although he played occasional games in in the centre of the park, I, I seem to recall a lot of the time he would play in a back three. Following season, we signed Sanchez, so the the need for Dyer in at, at the back was somewhat uh, wasn't there anymore, and then he moved into midfield, and I, I I just felt after that he became a little bit of a, this is maybe a bit harsh, but. A, Jack of all trades, um, master of none, um, and he was trying to. I think he he was at the point there in his career where I just felt he needed to nail down a particular posi- position. Going back to Pochettino's book, Brave New World, um, I seem to recall Pochettino thinking that his best position was actually at centre back, and Dyer felt that it was in midfield. Um, I always felt that it was his best position would be at centre back, and that's where he's ended up. And some of the now, and some of that might be because perhaps actually he doesn't. I think a lot of fans feel this. Perhaps he doesn't have the legs in midfield anymore. Um, uh, that, that's my feeling. Yeah, uh, he had some injuries. Remember, he was a 19-year-old kid. Um, his first game, funnily enough, was against West Ham. He played right back. You're right, mm-hmm. and he took a run. You know, one of the you'd love to see these players from the back somewhere along the line just break forward. It, it, it breaks up um, a, a, the opposition's defence when someone does that. And my goodness, what a good goal! He had the legs in, and um, I can remember even in quite recent times him chasing Ramos down and mm-hmm. um, smashing him into, almost into the stand. And he seemed to have the lead, but just recently, I mean, I, I remember in the last season against Everton, and he looked, he just looked labouring. He really did, and I thought then. I'm not sure you're the best one now in front. And I think he's felt the same thing. I, th- I think he's felt the pressure. And, and I think that's why he's come out and said, centre-back, really, I think. Um, it's it's more comfortable for the way I play. Yeah. And, and I, I th- think that's where it is. I think also we've we've suffered it a bit in recent years in that you know, we lost... Um, Dembele was getting it... it Getting picking up in, injuries and then he moved on. Um, when Yama was a shadow of the player, so we had a position in midfield that we needed to, to fill, and we still do. I don't I don't think we've got a natural defensive midfield player in the in the mould of um, you know Eric uh, of Eric Dyer fifteen sixteen or, or, or say a Wanyama. Um, Though we've tried to play in there, um, the opportunities perhaps weren't there. At, you know, in centre back roles, when you had a few years ago, you had Jan and Toby dominating those positions and Sanchez. But now, actually, I think that 
we've sort of as a club realised well yes we, we, we've, we've got a hole that we need to fill in, in midfield but um, no he's not perhaps best suited there we'll, we'll, and if that means playing um, accepting the fact that we still have that hole that that needs to be filled um, but it's not going to be Dyer who f- fills it and actually there are other areas of the team with, with Jan Jan's best days probably behind him and and that need for maybe a commanding centre-back, somebody who's good in the air, then, then perhaps Dyer's better served um, at, yeah. at, the, at the back. Um, question from John Steggles, who says, how much has Eric Dyer switched to defence, saved the club, spending on a centre-back? Uh, he just also says one word, two words, David Luiz, who, remarkable, signed a new contract. Yes, Arsenal. he has, yes. Yeah. We're all pleased. We're all going out. We're all going out for a drink tonight. <laughs> that one. Don't you just? we one thing that I know this is Spurs pod, but um, they signed him last summer. They they spent uh, Arsenal. They they spent eight million yeah. on Louise, right? Who's 32, 33, something like that. Yeah, they spent eight million on him on a one-year contract. Yeah. I oh. don't understand that. No, but they're, they're, look how much they pay Ozil. I mean, Arsenal have really been their own worst enemies, uh, the way they're spending. And that's what I remind Spurs fans about. I mean, it's it's all very well. And I can remember people saying when um, Toby sort of said, um, you know, I want a new contract and what you're offering me isn't enough. And so many people are saying, well, just pay him what he wants. Pay him what he wants. Well, that's what Arsenal did. And look at the trouble. They got nowhere with it. Um, and, and you get into very quick trouble if you're not careful. So... Um, is a, it, it's somewhere in between. I mean, I, I think we just got to wait for Spurs to uh, increase the revenues, as they will do over the coming couple of years, and then we will be paying higher wages because we'll be able to afford to. Mm. But it's no point paying high wages when you haven't got the income. And I think it's madness that they they, um, they should have got Cahill. Yeah. They missed yeah. out there. They should have got yeah. Cahill. Got rid of Louise. But I, I'm, I'm cheering that they still got him because. It is an accident waiting to happen every other week, isn't he? Absolutely. I mean, do you think arguably Dyer has saved us a bit of money if, if you consider that... Are you sure he, this was John Steggall sending in that, or was it Daniel Levy? <laughs> <laughs> this was not the first time that Dyer... I mean, I referred to that 15-16. We, we didn't sign a... We, we were linked with various defensive mid, midfield players that summer, including Wanyama. We didn't get anybody in. No. And Dyer... Dyer played in that and he did save he did save Levy some money so it's not the first time um, I mean do you think given that I mean Jan obviously Jan and Vorm signed contract extensions yes. in, in, in earlier, earlier this week but I think the common consensus is that Jan probably won't be at the club next season um, right. do we need to go in the, in, in, into the market for a centre back or, or is Dyer the solution Oh, Dyer's a solution at the moment, definitely. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got no reason to think otherwise, and, and John's quite right. He, he is our answer. We don't need to go into the transfer market, as far as I can see at the moment. I mean, you know, things might change, but not what I'm seeing. Um, and, and we've still got Toby um, sitting out, uh, with us. Um, so, no, not really. But, I mean, if I said to you that Dyer wasn't, who would you go out and get? I mean, I, mm. I can't think of anyone, obviously, at this moment, that's uh, available that is better than Dyer. Uh, well, uh, I would also say that hypothetically, if imagine Dyer was available as a, a, a in the transfer market, I can see quite a few clubs, Premier League clubs, good clubs. I don't mean middle of the table teams or relegation for good clubs. I, I could see going in for him if he was available. So, oh yeah, Arsenal, what, and Chelsea would. Yeah, I th- yeah I th- well, possibly even United. Um, yes, I think because he's better than Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah, he's better than Bailly, I would say. Um, so on that basis, if you if you take that logic, then we we've already got him. So why why should we? Quiet. You know, Quiet. You, know. Um, you mentioned Toby. Um, we'll stick with the Eric Dyer love in. So we've got two questions. One from Ed Brad, who says Eric Dyer and Sanchez are developing well at centre back together. Can we see Toby breaking it up? Or and then Gilly says, have you been surprised by or agree with Toby being sidelined? I agree with Toby being. I mean, I've got to address both. I agree with Toby being sidelined if that's what the manager thinks, and mm. only to, um, uh, shipping in one goal in two important games is pretty good, and I think it's testament. I mean, whether you think it's a penalty or not, um, it was a uh, 
it, it was a small indiscretion for me from Dyer. He just got caught with a very good bit of skill. Uh, and Pogba's bit of skill was also to, to uh, face plant very nicely to make it look good. Um, it was a, it probably was a penalty. But, um, you know, that was all. And otherwise, I didn't think United um, harmed us that much. I, I, you know, there were a few occasions. And yet, even yesterday, we still give away... Uh, one or two good chances to West Ham you're always going to but I thought they were very solid now I agree with you know if it's not but I, I think at some stage as you, as you alluded to you know we've got a game on the second of the seventh and the game on the fourth of the seventh mm. and a game on the eighth of the seventh so three games most certainly in, in within a week within six days yeah um, yeah that, that's when you'll see Toby coming in uh, at least one of those and he I'm sure he'll just slip in seamlessly <laughs> And that's the thing. We know that we know what Toby can do, and we know that he can just slip in like that seamlessly. Um, I think it's really important that we've had two now, not just one game, but two games on the trot. Um, the manager stuck by, even though Dyer considered a penalty on 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 Friday. Play the same centre backs, and they're getting a partner, forming a partnership. And let's face it, they are. I mean, I think Dyer is twenty six, possibly off the top of my head. Sanchez is slightly younger. Um, they are, you know, hopefully they've got a good few years ahead of them, and it's important that they forge that partnership. And there's a contrast. You've got Sanchez, who's, who's very quick, qu- quick, and, and, and got lots of pace. Dyer's, a, you know, a bit more solid. He's twi- uh, yeah, he's twenty four. Oh no, he's twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you know Dyer's good in the air, so th- th- there's a good, good contrast there. And and if we need to bring in Toby, then we, he'll you know he'll, he'll slip in th- straight away. So I I can't see him unseating either of those two just yet. They haven't put a foot wrong, um, but that's good. This is this is what this is what we want as a club. We want that's what managers want. They want to have those situations where or those problems where you know that that um. It, it, <laughs> Uh, th- that's where where we want to be. It's m- I'd much rather be in that situation than be scratching around thinking, "Well, oh, who have we got who can bring bring in and play at centre back if somebody gets injured?" Or, or looking at it and then thinking, "Oh, you know, scratching my head and thinking, I don't have I, I don't have confidence in so and so." So we, th- this is it's good. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, another one from Gilly. Just says, "Can we read too much into the last two performances? As there's a pre-season look to fitness, touch, etc. In my opinion um and just to add on that i was just going to say did, i mean when we did that pod before the united game we, we we did say that we were going into the unknown but we've had two games now so are we are we any clearer clearer where we are now and going forward as a team than just before the restart i would say yes we are i mean i'd say getting ahead of yourself you're quite right i mean I, i'm not it's the right direction it's the right direction, you know. We, we're getting a wind into. We've got the right tack, wind in the sails, and we're we're, we're trundling along nicely. As I say, that four points from those two games. Um, at most occasions, you say, "Yeah, that's all right. Yep, I'm happy with that." United one-one, like we could have won it um, if we could have just held out. Um, but yeah, that it's good. But in our position, as I said, uh, that podcast that it had to be a win. And that may well prove to be the point in the end that we may just be short, mm. one point short of getting a Champions League place because of the United game. But that doesn't take away that I see um, real uh, encouragement from what from the team and the defence. And I said, it's, it's, I don't have any problem with us going forward. We've got the players. You know, whether they perform on the day is something else. But goodness me, we've got a forward line that I really wouldn't question. That is... is not a problem it's us shipping goals and we've only shipped one which was a penalty in those two games so i think we've made real real good progress so far our defense all season has been quite um what's the word i'm looking for uh, porous yes um all season right yeah from from pochettino through to much of the Mourinho reign up up until lockdown and as you say the last two games we have looked solid and if and if we've got that side, if if and it's a big if because it's only two games, but if we've got that side of the game sorted, then like you say, we've got the, we've got the attacking players up front that can that can um, punish teams and they, pu- they, can, they can punish the best. I mean, we've, we're all we're sort of one of the teams that Man City really don't like when we go up there. Why? Because Son and Kane they do a lot of damage to them. Um, we, we are ca- very capable it's just unfortunate we ship goals against them as well so mm. we don't always get the result 
Football's about football's about lots of things, but often it's about confidence. And yes. and I think that when you know the beginning of the season, when we were in a bit of a rut, um, it it becomes almost contagious, and you one result leads into the next, into the next, into the next. And I think if you've got a solid base, right? Forget about playing styles for a minute. If you've got a solid base, you're not shipping in goals, and then that gives you more attacking players the confidence then to to know that the goals that they might get and the chances they might create and the goals from that might then lead to victories. Then that you know, then you start to win matches, and then that that's suddenly another win, and then before you know it, you've just you've got confidence. You've got confidence that wasn't there at the beginning of the season um, because at the end of the day we've, we've, we've pretty much okay, you know, a few players here and there but we've still got the core of the same squad that would have uh, got to the Champions League final last season or f- finished top four last season and the season before so it's it, it's weird it's strange that we've been struggling for, for most of this season and I think some of that is it's down to confidence. Some of it is down also to the defence, which is which has been shipping goals. But but maybe we've maybe actually now we now's the point that we started to turn the corner. I think going forward, um, the, the the football that we'll play under Mourinho, I think that's quite apparent. I think we'll, we'll be very much counter attacking. Yeah, which, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you can be exciting and 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 score goals by hitting teams on 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 the break um nothing wrong with that um i would i I would like to add that we had a few players with a lot of dissension at the time as well with danny rose mumbling erickson really wanting to leave toby still not really happy um, and I think there was something in that. The moment Mourinho turned up, Toby said, oh, yeah, where's that contract? I'll sign that. Mm. And happy days. So all that in the background was just um, very wearing on the players. And uh, there, was, there was very little positivity coming out from the club. Yeah. David, before I come to the remaining few questions, let's just look ahead to Sh- the Sheffield United match. So that's a week, um, week Thursday. They are currently below us in the table. Our victory yesterday put us a point above them, um, and we are currently only a point behind Wolves and United in sixth and fifth, respectively. Um, but they, all these teams uh, above and below us have games in hand. So Sheffield United do kick off later this evening against Manchester United, and I think Wolves are playing Bournemouth, possibly. Yes. Um... Which you would think they would win, but based on the evidence the other day when Bournemouth played against Palace and they were poor but you know Bournemouth, Bournemouth are after points so they, they need they, obviously they've got a relegation fight on their hands um, Sheffield United against Man United how do you see that going and what's the, what would you say the best result for us there is a draw between a draw. both teams yeah exactly that a draw that's what we have to hope for um, Sheffield United um, up to up to the or before the pandemic took over um you would reckon they would have a very good chance. They play really well away. But as I said to you before we started, I've got a mm-hmm. feeling Sheffield United are one club that's going to suffer on the com- coming back. And sure enough, they have. I'm afraid I can't see anything else. United are a very tidy side. And I agree with John the other day um, that one of the things I will complain about Spurs, I don't often complain, but we didn't uh, get that deal over the line with uh, Fernandes. Yeah. I mean, he's a quality player, and he was really... I know Pogba coming on was a difference, and I think we did well uh, to keep them back with Fernandes running all over the place, running the show. Um, We should have got him. We should have got him. So I I think United now will be too strong. I think United will comfortably beat Sheffield. Yeah, I mean, if they do... I would, I would, a draw would be fantastic. I'd even take a Sheffield United win, simply because we play them next. And yes. even though a win, even though a Sheffield United win would take them above us today, if we then beat them, yeah, um, week Thursday we would go above them, and uh, we would we wouldn't also be too far off. Yeah, but United. A draw, a draw would be a draw would be the draw, best. draw, 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 draw. Would we pint? I mean, do, do, do you fancy our chances against Sheffield United in a week or so? Absolutely, I do. I, I remember we played them last time, and you said I'm, I'm really ne- we're at home, and you said I'm really nervous about this. Yeah. I, I don't like it at all. You were right to be. Um, this time, I'm quite confident. The way we're playing, um, 
I think we'll I think we'll go up there and win. I really yeah. do. Yeah. We've got enough incentive. I think we've seen what Sheffield United could do. I think a different Spurs and a, a better lineup this time, um, a very balanced side we'll have, I think will be enough to, to mm. take the points. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I, after that it might get tricky, as we said, with those three matches yeah. against um, Everton, Bournemouth and Arsenal. Um, I don't actually think any of those a lot of people a lot of Spurs fans or some Spurs fans I've spoken to are a little bit nervous about the Arsenal game not nervous but thinking that Spurs will Spurs will screw that one up or Arsenal will suddenly be up for it I'm, they don't bother me Bournemouth don't bother me Everton I think Ancelotti will set them up and they'll be difficult to break down my concern is just the fact that we've got three games in a short space of time and, and a bit of fatigue could fit in but but good could set in but that's that's then. I think. I think. I think if we can win against Sheffield United, that'll put us in a good position coming into those games, and we'll take it from there. Um, all right, Darren Pamenter. Why do you think his Twitter handle is at dasp19? Why do you think Jose is refusing to utilise all five su- subs? Only five used out of a possible ten in the last two games. I could only deduce that he feels what he did was enough. Uh, he no need to bring anybody else on. This is, I mean, it might feel like a friendly where we can just send more players on, but this is far from it. You know, there's a European um, jaunt um, in the Champions League, which is worth a minimum about forty-five million pounds. Um, so there's a lot at stake, um, and he will do uh, what he all that he needs to. And, and I guess he did. The, he certainly yesterday did the right thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't argue bringing on Winks to shore it up, keep the ball. Don't let West Ham have any time on it. Um, that's my only deduction. He did all that he needed to. I mean, just because it's there doesn't mean you've got to no. utilise it. I mean, I suspect he will utilise it in those, and I suspect we'll see rotation in, when we when we have those three matches in, in, in the yes. space of. Um, but at the moment, you've got to say that you know it's it's the option is there, but but you know it, it doesn't mean to, doesn't follow that he has to use it. And has it cost us? Well, we got three points yesterday, and we got a point against United, who arguably probably would have beaten us before the restart. And yes. I don't think any of the substitute. You know, I don't think ultimately we considered a penalty um, that yeah, that wasn't a substitution. Wouldn't have changed that. I don't think. Um, no, no. So uh, it is what it is. Um, right, the mystery of Dombele. Uh, Question from Liam, his Twitter handle is at SpursLiam7. What do we think the issue is with Dombele? Deserves at least a few minutes on the pitch, but Jose isn't interested. Oh, I think he's interested. Um, The thing is that Dombele, he plays... Well, the only place he really can is where Lo Celso's playing. And Lo Celso's playing very well. And he's very quickly becoming a a fan's firm favourite. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like the guy, and I still don't think he's firing on all cylinders yet. I think we've yet to see the best of him. He's, but what we've seen, I mean, a lot of players don't hit the ground running, but he has pretty much, um, and that's Undermelli's problem. He's come along, he's got injured, um, and, I, and just as we said, there's no point in putting on a substitute if we don't need it, and we haven't needed him. Um, it's you've seen that a few times over the years with all sorts of sides. They get a player get a player in he doesn't get a chance because the team's playing so well and I think that's it I don't think that I think the media are trying to pump up this Mourinho did one of his little things where he had a snipe at him and and sometimes you know he says carrot and stick isn't it yeah and, and, and this time this occasion he gave him a stick which he does do occasionally I'm not sure if he gets that right you know he he decides to have a fight with Pogba and possibly lost because the club then gets rid of Mourinho and not Pogba um and Mourinho I always felt that Mourinho was such an admirer of Ferguson and he saw the strict regime that Ferguson had and Ferguson was all powerful at United whatever he said you know that the, the, the boardroom jumped when he said something and, and if he had a spat with a player the boardroom absolutely backed him 100% that player was gone regardless of whether he made a mistake um, and, and United didn't in that particular occasion as well I can see so he's had another spat and I've got a feeling that Levy is going to take that United line where I'm going to back Jose. And if Jose wants a spat with him, fine. Mm. He, and then Belly loses. 
but we're not selling him that's for sure he's, he's not going anywhere the market isn't there um to to be a bit a, bit, a little bit harsh on liam um i'm slightly playing devil's advocate here but but why does why does Dombele deserve a f at least a few minutes on the pitch. What has he done to justify that? Because over the course of this season, under two managers, he's shown glimpses every now and then of what he can do. Yeah. But he's also showed um, he's also showed a lot of the time that he's not he's not up to it. Um, you know, whether that's just fitness levels or or his attitude to the point where uh, Mourinho had called him out publicly after the Burnley match, which I don't, by the way, I, I, I think Mourinho was wrong to do that publicly. Yeah. I mean, you do that behind closed doors. But, you know, perhaps he's not done enough to deserve those few minutes on the pitch. Um, he's not Mourinho signing, and we've got to respect that. Um, now, nor was Lo but I think Lo is a player who, right from the beginning, has shown that he's a fantastic talent, that's somebody that works hard that's clearly got a good attitude you know you don't hear anything anything i'm not i'm not suggesting there are negative stories that have never come out from dombele but lacelso you just um he strikes me as a sort of player that just puts his head down and just get gets on with it yeah. um and, and 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 he hasn't really put a foot, foot foot wrong at all i can see in all the the minutes that he's played under two different managers so he's not a Mourinho signing but it's impossible to... You, why would you not pick um, Lo Whereas I look at Dumbele and it's, there's, it's easier to not pick him. And it's also easier, easier and I'm jumping a, a little bit, it's also easier to, for Mourinho to look at it and, and after a while think, well, do you know what? Um, he's not done enough. He wasn't my signing. Off he goes in the summer. You could. I'm not saying that will happen, but you could. There have been cases. You could. You could see a situation with a player, for example, and a manager, and it gets to the summer, and and, and he just moves moves him on. So we'll have to see how that pans out. I suspect he will feature. Or you'd like to think he probably will feature and play some part again in those in that period when we've got those pre matches, and then really it's down to the player. It's down to when he does get that chance to. to yeah. To, to show I, I that think, he's justified. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it'll be something like Everton or Bournemouth. Lo Celso will probably come out and he'll go in, mm. and he'll have his chance. Um, he, he's got to accept like everybody else. These are strange times, um, and this is a a, da a a trolley dash to the end of the season. Um, and all players have just got to accept that this is it is going to be odd. Some people are going to be sitting on the bench, and he can't be grizzling about it. Wait your moment. He's got his fitness. Go out and show what you can do. But what I'd like to see him do, I know what he can do. Can he do it for 90 minutes? Is he willing to chase the ball back and get it back? Because that's not mm. what I've seen so far. He's done a little um, jig and a dance in the middle with the ball and looked brilliant. You know, double drag backs and... Um, he has that way of sort of sloping over the ball with his uh, upper body strength and shrugging players off. But then if he loses it, then you sort of see that jog back. And, and uh, I think that will drive the manager up the wall. Yeah. Um, he's got to change that. Um, I, I, my, my feeling is that if somebody came in in the summer uh, in between seasons and said, you know what, here's 70 million, we'll have him. Uh, I think Levy would turn around to the manager and say, look, I, I, 70 million, you could do a lot with that. And I'm sure between yeah. them say, yep, off he goes. We can buy, say, Chilwell or we can buy um, Aaron um, uh, from Norwich uh, as full-backs. You know, do all those sort of things with that sort of money and, and improve things in other ways. Yeah. Uh, but the market has changed. And there's no way I don't think Levy's going to take 20, 25 million if, if somebody offers... Um, a reduced price because those are the sort of prices the reductions it's going to uh, be to get the, the market moving in the transfers um, I don't think he's going to accept that he's better off staying and, and, and you know it might still be the case that all those uh, problems or things that, uh, that Mourinho perceived to be there before lockdown are still maybe unfortunately there with 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 Dombele. Maybe he doesn't show the same attitude and application. One of the I, I heard I heard 
a rumour, and I'm going to know whether it's true, which suggested that that Mourinho was really impressed with Eric Dyer in um, in training recently. Really, really impressed. Now, if that's true, um, it could also hold, I'm just speculating here, it could also hold true that he's, for example, not impressed with a particular with particular other players in training, you know, since uh, since they've resumed training um, under under lockdown, one of those players might be might might be Dombele. You know, things you know it, things like obviously they, they may, they'll measure things like body fat and that sort of thing. And yeah. you think about it, the players were training initially in isolation on their own at home, right? And they were doing like Zoom calls with where you had. Um, the coaches and Mourinho at Hotspur away, and the players were um, on their um, cycles um, and, and, and whatnot. So at that point, there was a great onus on the players. They were, they were away from the club, but there was a great onus on them to train on their own, look after themselves, take care about what they eat, etc. Imagine when they report back at Hotspur away and um, someone like Eric, Eric Dyer, for example, shows he's lost x amount of percent of body fat since before the um before we went into lockdown but that's gonna that's gonna be quite that's going to, to me if i was a manager i was looking at that I was going, well that's great so he's 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 in, he's in a lot better shape but also he showed a lot of commitment and desire to work hard to get yeah. himself ready and contrast that to another player and i'm, I'm just speculating that for example maybe Don Belly didn't show that same level of application. Didn't maybe before the lockdown. And he's still still not doing so now. So I, I don't even know that it's a Mourinho issue with the, with the player. It's maybe just an issue with the player. Yeah, um, I got we, a, we shall I, see. Yeah, I got a feeling he's going to play the next few games and have a, a, a starting position, and he'll be given his opportunity. And um, he's got to take it with both hands. Yeah, yeah, he may well do. Let's hope so. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he will. Um, there's a, you know, there is a talent there. Um, oh yeah, undoubtedly. So, right. Uh, final two questions. Um, uh, Zoe Pearson, a Twitter handle is at z underscore pearson thfc. When we bought Geo, many of us thought he could be the Ericsson replacement. I see Modric when I watch him. Anybody else? So, for me, I I, I never saw him as an. I mean, he was. When a player like Ericsson goes, it's very seldom that you get a like-for-like re- replacement. Um, you, you get some. You need to get somebody else to fill that role, but it's, it's seldom that it's going to be like-for-like. And I, I, I never saw um, Celso as a Ericsson re- replacement. Funny enough, when I see him, particularly live, um, I'm not saying that he's a he's like this player, but. Um, I see a lot of Rafa Randavart in him. The way I mean, he's left-footed. Um, he's quite small, low centre of gravity. The way he takes the ball on on, on the half turn, those sort of little things remind him of Van der Vaart. But in terms of style, I can see what I, I would I would actually agree with with um, with Zoe. Um, there is a little bit of Luka Mod- Mod- Modric in him. I, I think he's he's good at picking up the ball in deep deep air areas, running with the ball. Um, he's very good at Picking it up in, in in a tight spot, which Modric was as well. Um, good close close control, good technique, um, keeps the ball. Yeah. And and I can I can see him becoming that little midfield maestro that yeah. that gets the team ticking. Yeah, uh, I agree. And uh, I didn't see it quite as Modric. And again, we when I compare players, and probably everyone else does the same thing. The stature and the which foot he is 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 a great deal of where you see the likenesses and the fact that Modric is probably more right-footed um, I didn't quite see that direct but you're quite right van der Vaart I thought more of David Silva actually at um, Man City yeah he has that movement yeah. it's just ridiculous movement with that left foot you always think oh come on you've got to use both feet mate but then you see that their left foot is so good they don't need a right foot it's just astonishing when I see left footers do that um, but yeah that's how I, I I think that's but we, yeah, it's, it's a good future, I think, for Lo Celso. Okay, final question. Sam Dickens, um, would you take a 4-0 loss to Arsenal if it meant Liverpool would not win the title this season? No, that's an easy one. I hadn't seen that question. No, I would not. Um, I, I No, uh, I don't care about Liverpool. 
and I really don't. I mean, in some respects, I would say, well, frankly, they deserve it. Um, they've they've played so well this year um, that I, I wouldn't take it from them. Um, so I would, but I'd much rather, yeah, thump thump Arsenal. Thank you. Did you see? Um, I think I might have sent it to you earlier today, but um, Crystal Palace, their official Twitter account, did this video. Yes. Pal- Liverpool uh, playing Palace this, this yes. evening at Anfield. Yeah. And um, it's just knocking. There's a. I think it, it, it's this ad that's running on Sky pretty much all season, um, where they've, they've got you'll never walk alone, and then they're showing Liverpool, and 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 it's all about it's going to be Liverpool's year. Um, and yeah, and the Palace Twitter account just says this is a big match. Something along the lines of this is a big match. We're about to make history, um, historical match. We're going to finish in the top ten, and we're playing some other team. And it's just mocking that yeah. the, the, the Liverpool. Um, that that will be a difficult game for Liverpool tonight. I think. I mean, Roy Hodgson, um, the way he'll set up Palace, I was impressed with them against Bournemouth. I mean, they're, they're, they're fairly solid, and and they seem to have a good. Um, record against certainly against Man City um, in the last few seasons, um, and I'm and I'm not sure that Liverpool Misales was out. I think the other day, um, I don't know. I, I fancy I fancy Palace to get something there tonight. But I, I I digress. Go back to Sam's question. Um, oh, they were bloody awful against Everton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder. I, what... I thought I thought it was shocking. Actually, I was, I was disgust, almost disgusted with them that they hadn't put their best team out and put the whole thing to bed. I and mean, this was a this was a derby for goodness' sake. People are trying to get something. They're sitting at home. That's all they can do. They can't go to the games, so they've got the beers in, TV on. Let's watch this. Ah, oh, for goodness' sake! You know, it was just I might as well watch a sewing bee. To be honest. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go and. I'll go with the opposite of what you said, and I would actually take a 4-0 loss to Arsenal um, if it meant Liverpool would not win the league. And the reason for that is because, of course, if that happened, it would be awful, and Arsenal would would have the bragging rights. I know that, and but but it's it's one game, right? A, a defeat to Arsenal, we, we're accustomed to it over the years. It's horrible, it's painful, and a 4-0 loss would be horrible. But it only lasts as long as the next time you play them, and you then can then redeem yourself there. Um, the thing with Liverpool, and it's a bit like Leicester, um, historically we don't have any, as a club, there is, there's no rivalry really with, with, with no. these teams, but with Leicester, I, I, I can't stand Leicester now, I, I, I think they'll all, I'll always hate them because of because of that season when we were chasing them in, in, in the league and then, and they won it. Um, I know that's petty, but that's you know that's that's how I feel. And with Liverpool, I just feel over the last few years, I don't know if it's a social media thing or, I've just they sort of started to feel a bit like a rival. I mean, we've obviously been for the last few years finishing above them. Obviously, this season and last season, we've been finishing them above them, price of that in the league and 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 and. Um, uh, tipping, uh, uh, sorry, p- pipping them each each time when often they would spend large sums of money and pundits would always have them finishing above us and 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 they and they didn't and they hadn't and they hadn't won any trophies at the same time as when they had Klopp and we had Pochettino yet they were almost getting a free ride but uh, Klopp was getting a free ride and, and people were scrutinising Pochettino and then obviously what happened last season with the Champions League final that's quite painful so. Um, I, you know, don't get me wrong. They, they deserve it. They deserve it. Um, but it's probably more. It's just the fact that the media go on about it so so much, and there's this whole Liverpool loving, and it's just ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why. That's why I would. I would be glad if 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 their season just somehow blew up and and, and they lost all their remaining matches, and, and City won all their remaining games, and, and that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, Sam, I would. I would. I don't have it. It's, Liverpool are not my favourite club necessarily, and um, you know we get this uh, the '96 thrown at us all the time, and mm-hmm. it is a terrible thing. But I can't get round that. It's awful that happened, and it's awful that the fans got blamed for it. But we seem to forget about the Heysel Stadium that Liverpool don't seem to mention how many died there, at Juventus, and the fact that from a Spurs point of view um, we got thrown out of Europe for years yep. it, it, it cost us so much money well, it, cost, Just, it cost English football it cost English football exactly all English football and that 
and the media gloss over that one. It's always about Liverpool in the 96. And it's never about the Heysel Stadium and the Juventus fans that were crushed under that wall. Is it 30? Oh, I shouldn't know how many years, but I don't off the top of my head. But it, it was an awful tragedy. But that seems to get shoved one side. And the fact we got we got thrown out of Europe. You know, as a one year, we were starting to come up and we got a good side. And that ruined us. Absolutely. Ru- mm. It put us back um, 10 years, that did. It put us back 10 years. And... and who cares? We couldn't even claim off of Liverpool for that, could we? We no. couldn't take the court and say, do you mind um, coughing up what we would have lost? Didn't happen. And then we're all supposed to say how wonderful Liverpool are. Um, this is a Spurs podcast, by the way. <laughs> right, on that note, um, we'll be recording the next podcast um, probably week Friday, the day after the Sheffield United match. Until then, thank you, David. Yeah, cheers, David. Thank you to all our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. So bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.